podcasting to all of Azeroth. This is World of Warcast. I am Starman. And I am Renata. And this is show number 40. Whoa, the big 4-0. Which is what will be <laughs> this year. I'm not going to... <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I was I was going to be nice because you're the one who's all sensitive about this age. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you get to be my age. <laughs> yeah, you're younger than me. So, uh, yeah, not by what much. What are you complaining? Just a couple months. <laughs> 50 some odd days <laughs> <laughs> something like that but uh anyway it is going to be a very full show because the public test realm patch notes uh came out since our last show mm-hmm. printed out it is 28 pages long mm-hmm. uh let me we- see double-sided yep 28 pages on mine Yep, we are not going to go through every single no, 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 on these things. We're just going to call out some of the things that we found interesting, and are worth some discussion. Um, but I mean, if we were going to go through every single point of these, number one, it would take forever, and number two, when we got to the equipment and items section and the parts about instances, we would bore everyone to tears. <laughs> so we're just going to try to stick to the interesting stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I only have a you know a handful of things highlighted, so you know, believe me, this is not going to be a big deal. But I I would suggest that everybody please go to uh, it's www.worldofwarcraft.com/patchnotes/test-realm-patchnotes.html, and uh, that was a mouthful. So I'm sure that if you just go to worldofwarcraft.com, it's right on on the front page. Well, I will also uh, post a link to it on our on our uh, boards. Um, so yes. you just go to our forums at worldofwarcast.com, and we will have a link to these wonderful, if extremely weighty... I mean, this is practically an expansion. <laughs> yeah, well, as far as the number of changes go, sure. I know. It's, it's, it's going to be... Now, the, these just came out on April 13th. So usually they, they will test these for at least a couple of weeks for smaller ones. I'm guessing... If I had to predict when this was going to come out, I'm guessing mid-May. Mm-hmm. Because this is a lot of stuff to test. You don't think it so could anyway, come out any it, earlier? Um, it might, but um, I, I'm guessing that they'll do they'll do four weeks. I want my this. tailoring spec changed. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Okay, we'll get to that. So, what did you do this week? I have been. You know, it's it's strange. What I've been doing lately is. Uh, I seem to go in in like these waves where like I want to do Karazhan and then I don't and then I want to do you know I want to finish up like uh, for example my tailoring I want to get some tailoring enchants or um, some tailoring patterns and some enchants and and so I've been soloing Blackrock Depths for nothing more than just getting you know patterns and things and and, uh, Mm -hmm. stuff for my enchanting which doesn't sound very exciting but these are things that I've been putting off because of the nature of how I leveled on Boulder Fist, where I just, you know, shot from one to seventy so fast that I never really got a chance to spend any time just getting all the little things. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I care about this at all is because, as I mentioned the last time, I started a warlock. Now my warlock needs enchants, so now I have to sort of go back and yeah, I could buy them on the auction house, but when you're saving for an epic mount, you want to use as as little money as possible so for example i wanted to get the what was it the um uh the the the, the fiery enchant Mm 
right? Uh, so the yeah. fire enchant you get in Black Rock Depths. So I just go into Black Rock Depths. I don't have to invis or anything. I just go right to where Pyromancer, what's his face is, boom, dead. Oh, he didn't uh, didn't drop the the pattern. So I go out, reset the instance, go back in. Oh, didn't drop. But he's dropping blues, which I'm disenchanting for the stuff that I need to twink my my warlock. Yes, I used the T word. So. <laughs> Uh, so eventually I got the drop that I wanted. It was the fiery enchant. And I thought, oh, well, you know, let me try it again. Because you only have so many times that you can go into uh, an instance over and over again before the game says, no, you have to wait an hour. So I go in again and whoop, it drops again. And then I go in again and it didn't drop. And I had to wait an hour and I go back in on my first shot. Whoop, it dropped again. So I'm making some money here and there Mm -hmm. on the auction house and, uh, it's been working out very well for me. Uh, another thing that I've been trying to do is I've been trying to do heroic instances as much as possible because, like, Karazhan is is going okay, but there's still some... The problem with Karazhan is that there are only a, a certain number of drops that you can get for your group. So I've been trying to get groups for heroic instances so I can get better gear. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a little bit of that also. That's pretty much it. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm playing my Warlock right now. We're hanging out <laughs> in Wetlands. Oh, I have to... Wait, this... I'm going to have to start talking about, like, gear of the week. All right? So, I found this Aboriginal Robe of the Eagle. Uh, guys, if you're playing female characters, please get this. You'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is it one of those, like, midriff-bearing ones? Oh, quite a bit more than that. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But it actually, I have to be honest, it has good stats. 34 armor, 4 in, 4 stam, which is good at my level. However, it says requires level 15, so I'm kind of outgrowing it. I'm going to have to get mm-hmm. something else soon. Well, the eagle gear is very good for a warlock, because mm-hmm. warlocks are all about the int and the stamina. Right. And so, for, of the eagle is something that every warlock who's leveling should be looking for, along with... Shadow Wrath mm-hmm. and Fiery Wrath are also very good, or anything that does plus spell damage. But as far as the stats go, your 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 two golden stats as as a warlock are are stamina and int. Actually, I think stamina is more important right than than, than int for a uh, for a warlock. Yeah, for a warlock. And another thing that I found is let me see if I can bring it up. I just found that. <laughs> I, see, here I am. I've been playing a warlock for a little while. Now, this goes back to the days when I was a druid, and I was clueless about World of Warcraft and how it worked and the talent trees. And I'm, <laughs> This is me admitting I'm a noob, but you know, this is the first time. I mean, I've played a warlock before back when I was in the pod people, but it was just for fun. I really wasn't taking the whole thing seriously. I go into my spell book, and I realize that there's a little tab called Demon. And so it shows you everything that your demon is capable of. I did not know that existed. Because it shows it on the little pet bar. Right. Well, one of the things that's always frustrated me about the warlocks is that the grimoires that you buy to Mm -hmm. get your pet abilities, they only show if your pet knows it or not if you have that pet summoned. And since pets, all the pets except for... Well, all the normal pets, I'm not talking about the Infernal and the Doomguard, all the normal pets that a warlock gets, except for the imp, require a soul shard mm-hmm. to be to summon them. Sure. So you have this problem whenever you go to the, the grimoires 
to see, okay, well, which grimoires do I need to... They're sorted badly. They are sorted very badly, and they don't tell you if you know it at the time you're... Like, if you're in Stormwind and you're going to buy these grimoires and your pet's not up, it doesn't say already known on it. Right. Please fix that, Blizzard. Yes, well, there is actually a mod, and I don't know the name of it. (laughs) There's always a mod. but I will post it on on the uh, on our boards. There's a mod that turns the grimoire interface into an interface. It looks much more like the hunter trainer interface, and it's much much easier to see what your pet does and does not know, and what you can buy. Oh, cool! So it's it's definitely worth using if if you're a warlock. But um, so let's see what have I been doing this week. I got my warlock Gita's tailoring up over 350, and I got her specialized into shadow weave. And she just went this morning and did her first shadow weave transmute. So I've been frantically farming primal for primal moats or primals and moats. Mm-hmm. Well, you farm for the moats to make the primals, whatever. Uh, shadow and fire, fire and shadow, fire and shadow, and also water, 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 because that's what <laughs> you need to make the shadow weave armor that I'm trying to make. So I'm on major moat farming right now. Yeah, I am too. Um, we're also doing a lot with with improving gear. We've been doing a lot of instancing lately with my normal groups. And we're going to Kara tonight mm-hmm. um we've been in Kara now we've had we have a, a fairly static 10 person group not everyone can make it every week so we do have some people we switch in as needed and uh, we're going in tonight again we we've gotten down midnight we have not gotten down Moros yet but we're we're hoping that tonight we'll do that okay so we're making you know we're making good progress we're learning a lot and we are also starting to do the heroic instances those are quite an education (laughs) (laughs) but the fun part about doing heroics is that once you go back to the normal ones the normal ones seem so easy oh i know i know it's just it's amazing how much easier they seem but um making progress there my blood elf paladin is now level 28 and uh, making good progress i'm still really enjoying her i think that uh, some changes that i've made to her spec and some uh, some things that I've been reading about with the paladins have really helped me to understand how to play them better. Mm. And um, I think you know, just really understanding the seals and judgment system has been has been very very helpful. I, I want to mention something about respecking. So this past weekend, Lindian had come over and we were talking about mage specs. And what happened was we were talking about like what's your highest crit or something like that and i had mentioned that mine was like in the 2600 range he said that his was like over 4 4k i believe it was wow. maybe it was like a little higher but i don't remember but the point is that we came downstairs and i was on my pc he was on my mac and we started comparing numbers it turns out that what had happened was the way again that i leveled and did my talent trees while i was leveling I put everything in frost for the very reason that I was soloing a lot, so I wanted to protect myself, ice barrier and, and my pet and, and, and my water elemental pet and such. So 
I had never really gone back and looked at my talent tree and said, hmm, you know, maybe I should rethink this or something like that. I had just accepted it the way it was. I was doing fine in instances. I would get complaints that, well, you know, you don't do as much DPS as a fire mage. And I keep saying, well, yes, that's true. But, you know, fire mage is going to get his butt kicked when it goes out farming sometimes, depending on how well they, they know how to play their class. Everybody plays it differently. Mm-hmm. So the point is... We compared each other's gear. Our gear is comparable. I have a little Mm. bit more of this. He has a little bit more of that. So that was not the big deal. The big deal was the spec. I was Frost Arcane. He was Arcane Frost. So with him on my Mac, I asked him to go to the Elemental Plateau and just start nuking some of the fire and air elementals. He starts critting these things for over 4K. And I'm thinking, all right, if our gear is the same, the only thing that's got to be different is the spec. And I, I fought it, but I changed my spec to Arcane Frost. And I did so much better as far as DPS goes, not just in farming, but also in instances where I would do you know, maybe a little better than a rogue or maybe a little better than you know some other class. And now I'm just doing extraordinarily better than all these mm. other classes. So, like my crits, I think my highest crit so far was 4,300. 4, I took a wow. screenshot of it. It was, it was 4,300. And I know that once I get better gear, I can do better crits. I'm sure that if I go fire, I can do better damage. But Well, for, you know what people are going to ask now. What? Post... Post, post those uh, post those the spec. I can post my spec because you can export it. I'll export it. Uh, I should actually let me just write that down. Post my spec. I don't have my character up right now, so I can't. But it's it's uh, actually I'll just check the armory while I'm here because I can't log into my account right now. Well, you don't have to do it right no, now. No, no. I just wanted to tell her. I I don't remember if it was twenty forty one or twenty one forty or mm, let me just check real quick. Real quick as we talk. So, how's the weather up in New York? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it's it's actually nice. Today. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I am. All right, it's 40 arcane, zero fire, and 21 frost. Mm-hmm. The, the theory behind this is that you put you put some numbers into like mind mastery arcane power arcane power really helps a lot that's where you get your good crits from but you just have to mm-hmm. be careful about pulling aggro i have done it and i'm trying to make sure that i don't do that as often yeah that's the dark side of mm-hmm. those big crits is you get a couple of those in a row and uh god himself can't peel you <laughs> <laughs> Now, the the problem is that I lose ice barrier and I'm missing it so much, especially when I'm on the elemental plateau because those air elementals they have this spell on them that actually hits you. Forgot what kind of damage it was. If it was arcane or something, but but it's probably arcane. Yeah, w- when you hit it, it hits you back with something. And ice barrier always protected me against that, and I really really liked it. But now I don't have it because I only go as far down as ice block, and you, well. You need you ice know, block. the thing is, the thing is, is that anytime you're getting, you do a new spec, there's always some adjustments. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something you're going to miss. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 to be expected. Yeah. The difference <laughs> between the way that Lindy and I play is that he's on a PVE server and I'm on a PVP server. Why that's a big deal is because I had to go for the distance for my frost bolts. That was a talent that I I, I just could not live without. 
I, I absolutely had to put numbers into making sure that I can have the furthest frost bolt that I could. And I believe the sacrifice that I made, if I'm looking at this build correctly, is that I, I took points out of improved arcane missiles in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So I I really had to make sure it was Arctic Reach, two mm. points in Arctic Reach on the Frost Tree increases the range of your Frost Bolt and Blizzard spells and the radius of your Frost Nova and Cone of Cold by twenty percent. I had to have that for PvP. Right. So I put two points in that and and like I said, I believe I took two points out of improved arcane missiles. That uh, that was about as much as I could sacrifice. I took away points. Let me just check this real quick. I, another thing that I missed was improved Frost Nova because I liked that I had a shorter cooldown. But I guess I'm just going to have to live without that and Frostbite I really miss. So uh, for those that don't know, gives, uh, Frostbite gives your chill effect a 5% chance to freeze the target for 5 seconds. I really like that because if, if a target had Frostbite on it, you can just start hitting it with Ice Shards and you can get a good crit out of that. Now that's gone. Well, you just have to learn new tricks with your with your new build. Yes, I've been doing fine. That. I've I've adopted, but it's definitely been different changing specs. It this isn't like mm -hmm. going from healing to like moonkin form on a druid or you know or something like that. You're still you still have spells. You had a few sacrifices, but for the most part, you're still doing the same thing as I did before. Difference being, like I said, I have arcane power. I also have something called presence of mind, which you, you, you hit it and your next spell that would be uh, under 10 seconds to cast becomes instant. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. That's actually better for fire mages, specifically because you want your pyroblast because the pyroblast takes six seconds to cast. And if you're sitting there facing an enemy especially on a uh, in battlegrounds or or even out in the field on a pvp server you're sitting there going you know you're taking your six seconds is a long time to be it sitting feels there like an eternity it does especially when you know you want things fast 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 you want to make sure that you get that pyroblast off asap so that's why presence of mind is very good for fire mages not so much for a frost mage because you're uh, what is it? Your uh, frostball takes only two seconds to cast. Mm -hmm. The uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention is that the way that my trees came about, my mana cost for some of my spells were less. Also, oh, that was helpful. Yes. So I've been actually saving quite a bit on mana. I've noticed. Oh, oh, well, another thing is that my int has gone up from eighty. I think it was eighty-seven or eighty-eight hundred is now to ninety-nine eighty-five. I just oh. I haven't quite broken that 10k barrier yet, but I'm about to. Well, I recently pulled one of my oldest characters out of Mothballs. She was actually the first character I ever made. She's now a 44 uh, Fire Mage. And I, I am finding that the one real adjustment that I have to make between playing a Warlock and playing a Mage is just the mana management, because Warlocks can get back their mana so fast. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, there's evocation, but it's just, you know, it's it's a long cooldown. And uh it's something I've had to kind of learn how to how to manage. I'm having to relearn how to manage that that particular aspect on on a mage. Well, we have a lot to talk about oh, don't in we? the public test realms patch. <laughs> As we mentioned, 28 pages 
of patchy goodness. Right here, 28 pages of lovely patch note goodness. Is that yes. what you said? Yes, patchy goodness. <laughs> patchy well, goodness. Now, you, we always have to start out the patch, the patch notes that are on the test realms with the same caveat. These all may change lot when they, this goes live. Mm -hmm. um, this is just what's on the public test realms. Not all of this is going to go live. There will be some alterations, so not everything we're going to be talking about here may make it into the, the, the patch that goes live whenever that happens. Right. But still a lot of stuff. For one thing, they're adding a whole bunch of new content. Yeah. Uh, oh well, you you talk about you started you talk about that. Um, well, they're adding a uh, the black t something to the black, black temple. temple, the Temple of Karabor. Mm -hmm. um, they're adding the Ethereum Prison, which is for players in good standing with the Consortium. That's me. They're opening a whole bunch of um, of quests in Skedis, which is a lake in uh, Terracar Forest. Actually, I'm a little bummed about this. Because that happens to be one of my favorite places to mine for, well, not mine, to, to farm for uh, moats of water. And it's usually pretty deserted. And this place is going to be a zoo after <laughs> well, the patch yeah, comes out. Unfortunately, yes. Um, and uh, Orgrilla, which sort of like sounds like Shangri-La. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's a, a, a paradise for ogres or something. The, oh, the Ogre Plateau of Enlightenment. To those who prove their worth in the Blades Edge Mountains, and they're also adding a uh, an arena in within the ruins of Lordaeron. So I mean, they're they're adding a lot of content to this, as well as uh, as all the fixes and changes and all that kind of thing. They're also introducing a Druid Epic flight form, mm -hmm. which looks pretty cool. Although the s several people have mentioned. That the ears on the on the bird on the alliance bird are, are kind of funny looking, <laughs> and that's a, that is a quest series, and they're also opening a quest for another Drake mount. Yeah, this sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really rather excited about this one. I just want to let everybody know that you still have to pay the five k in order to get your riding skill. This is yes. not a quest to circumvent that. Right. Unfortunately. But you do get to do this this cool quest. And they they say that it's a uh, that the Netherwake faction and quest line continues. Now, uh there is a a line of quests in Shadow Moon that allow you to become neutral at the end of it with the Nether with the Netherwing. Mm -hmm. And I would guess that the quest for the Netherwing Drake mount will pick up where this quest line leaves off. I actually started that in Shadow Moon myself and from what I believe yeah that hmm, I don't have my notes in front of me on that, but yes, I, I think that where I left off in Shadow Moon for that particular quest line or I'm a step behind, then it'll start picking up after that. It's the one I right. believe it's the one where you have to leave the the, the carcasses for the nether drakes right you have to feed the nether drakes and then it goes up into uh the area where you've got to re you've got to release some nether drakes that are up that are being held that's up the in step the little, I, I finished yes I, okay right and it ends where it where it ends is with 
fighting some big boss and then you become neutral mm -hmm. with the with the netherwing i've finished that quest line okay up to that point but if you haven't started that quest line if you go down into the area i believe it is south and east of that big mountain kind of in the middle of of um Shadow Moon. This quest line starts in the Netherwing Fields, which is kind of in the southeastern portion of the zone. Which it's near the ruins of Karabor, just mm -hmm. just south of that, south of the Black Temple area. And there's a quest that starts there for for feeding the the Netherwings, and it kind of goes on from there. And if you follow that quest line all the way through, as I said, you will become neutral with the Netherwing, and I believe that's where we're, you're going to pick up if you want to do the Netherwing quest. So in addition to saving your pennies, go and do this quest now before everyone out there is trying to get caught up. Mm -hmm. uh, the chance to break crowd control from damage. Uh, the increased chance for a spell to break from taking a critical strike has been removed. Instead, all targets over level 60 have a slightly larger chance to break out of crowd controlling effects when they are taking damage. Now, one of the things that this affects warlocks, I believe, is that one of the common tactics for fear kiting for warlocks mm -hmm. is the old kite and fear kite and dot. That's exactly what I'm doing right now to these slimes in wetlands. So, I don't know if they're necessarily going to include fear in this. I suspect they are. But realize that you may end up with fear breaking a little more uh, with this particular method. Now, I find that it really doesn't break very often when you do that. So, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up mm -hmm. working. Um, screenshots captured using the print screen screen key command are now saved in JPEG instead of TGA format. Well, I did a little research on this because I was very worried that they were going to bring the quality down of the screenshots uh -huh. and it turns out that what they don't tell you in the patch notes and this was confirmed by people that actually have been in the, in the uh, public test realm and, and made sure about this Mm -hmm. You, there is no UI option for changing it back to TGA or PNG or, or anything like that, like you can on the Mac. But mm -hmm. you can do it manually if you change your config file. So you're just going to have to remember that after this patch um, is installed on your system, uh, you know, I'm, I think it's config.wtf. I believe is the name mm -hmm. of the file name. You have to go in there and you have to explicitly tell it that you want your screenshots to be in a particular format. And you can choose PNG. Yay. So as much as I love TGA, I've been using it you know, since college in 86 uh, when the Targa boards were out. The uh, PNG format is much more universal nowadays and just as good. Mm -hmm. So I would implore everybody to please use PNG unless you absolutely don't care about quality at all. And then you can just stick with JPEG. Yeah, JPEG has its has its problems for for quality. It just it sort of depends on what you're using the the screenshots for. I hate as JPEG. to whether as far <laughs> no as far as uh, archival quality. It's right. it's very good for the web. It's very good for certain things, but as far as wanting a perfect copy of a screen, like for example, there's a guild that I had merged with a long long time ago. This is this goes back like two years. And I wanted to take a screenshot, but it turns out that I was doing, I had one character on in my 
on my PC and another character on my Mac. So I took the screenshot with the Mac. And at the time, you could only take JPEG screenshots. And the screenshot was so horrible because they mm-hmm. only did JPEG at the time. And I thought, well, th- this is the only picture I'm ever going to have. I mean, yeah, I have a picture, but it was just terrible. There were a lot of changes to classes. Mm-hmm. Did you have any comments on the Druids? Well, I haven't played a Druid since December, so no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Druid, I really don't. I mean, look at them. Well, like for all right, Gift of the Wild, ranked one and two are now are now available on trainers. Yay, that's good. I I I looked through these, but there wasn't anything in here, especially since there's some things in here about Feral Form, Mangle, Nature's Grasp, uh, Prowl, Rake. I don't use. I never did. I was a a healing druid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to be honest with you, I, I haven't. This is this. Uh, this is April. I haven't logged on to my druid since December. So, right. Nah, I really have nothing to say about that. Well, into the Hunter section, there were a few things that I noted that I thought were very interesting. They're adding a couple of new pet abilities in this patch. First one's called Avoidance, mm-hmm. which reduces the amount of damage that pets take from area of effect spells and abilities. This is very cool because this is one of the prime ways to fry your pet. <laughs> and there really wasn't anything they could do about it if they didn't, unless they were just using base resists. Now this one I found actually more interesting. It's called Cobra Reflexes. It's an ability which increases the pet's attack speed but reduces their damage. And the reason I found this very interesting, of course, is because a little while ago they normalized pet attack speed. Mm -hmm. So pets all have the same attack speed of 2.0. What this does effectively is it returns on demand the ability to have a pet that can attack very very quickly but doesn't necessarily do as much damage since the high attack speed pets tended to be the low deep the, the have a higher dps but do less damage per strike right, right. so on demand now you can have the uh, as a as a hunter i'm very uh, very happy about this as a clothy i don't particularly like it because <laughs> this means that they can have the high attack speed pets again that are very good for interrupting casters uh, but this will be i don't know if all pets it says two hunter pets it doesn't say which pets whether this will only be available on some pet types or or on or not available to other pet types but it will be very interesting because what it seems to say is that this this ability will now be available but not just for cat pets anymore um, several changes to various abilities and uh, to various talents. The Hunter's Mark now becomes stronger each time the target is struck by a ranged attack. Oh, really? I didn't see yes. that. Yeah, it's halfway down. And what's going to be interesting about this is I believe the Hunter's Mark can be removed with, with Dispel Magic. I believe so, yes. So in a PvP situation, it's going to become more and more uh, important for that to be removed from somebody. Otherwise, if if the hunter is allowed to stand back and shoot, that attack power ability is just going to become stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And they made several changes to the pets, uh, to the mend pet ability. And I think these are very cool because mend pet used to be a channeled ability. Well, it is, it's a channeled ability now, and it will be until this patch comes out. But what this means is while you're channeling Men Pet, you can't be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. 
They're changing Men Pet to an instant cast heal over time. Oh, really? I did not yes. see well because I do not play a hunter. I didn't read that. Very interesting. Yep. Huh. Um, what this means is you'll just be able to cast this on your pet. It's going to have the same effect as the channeled ability because it's, the channeled ability was also over time, but it's not going to tie up the hunter while you're doing it. The hunters it. are going, whoa, yay! <laughs> yes. Um, bad news is the bonus healing gear will no longer affect men pet. And I do know some hunters who are carrying around some plus healing gear to uh, to be able to mend their pets okay. more effectively. So that's no longer going to work. Um, but they also add a the improved men pet will now add a 10 and 20 percent reduction to the mana cost. And that may be useful because hunters routinely have problems with with mana management. Mm -hmm. Also, several mage changes. Yeah, there, again, there wasn't anything earth-shattering in here. For example, counterspell duration reduced to 8 seconds in the cooldown, reduced to 24 seconds. I was talking to Lindian about this. We, we're a little unclear about the rules on this, mm -hmm. if, if it was like a certain situation or something, because the the duration... I thought that We thought that the numbers were different. So I'm going to have to sort of get back to everybody about that specifically. Um, now, the Frostbolt damage, people were complaining that the Frostbolt damage w on rank 12 was not better than rank 11, which was true, and it didn't make any sense. So now they're finally fixing it. I don't know what took them so long. <laughs> Spell steal. Stolen buffs that affect specific spells from the original target's class will no longer have any effect for the mage, meaning you can't steal a spell for another that's specific for another class. You're a mage if you can't steal a hunter's spell or a warlock spell or, or you know or a priest's spell or something like that. Water elemental. The pet will now come into the game with full health and mana, including that game for a percentage of its master stamina. And I never had that problem, but I, I know that other people have, but I just never had that problem mm -hmm. and that's everything else is just minor I didn't really see anything here that was just significant well there was also a bunch of changes to priests, paladins and, sh and uh, shaman mm -hmm. but not having enough real knowledge about those I read them over said that's interesting and so I'm not going to comment on them because I'm not really fam familiar enough with those classes to be able to comment but time for warlock changes <laughs> but, yes. uh, most of these are very good actually there's there's one thing that some warlocks are crying nerf over and I just don't see it's that big a deal QQ QQ yeah what, what, which I, one specifically um, and this has this is not specific to warlocks, but it does affect a warlock ability. The insignia of the alliance mm -hmm. or the insignia of the horde, which is a uh, a battlegrounds reward that a lot of people get, it's a trinket, and the medallion of the alliance in the horde. Instead of removing charm or polymorph effects like they used to, now remove fear, stun, and slowing effects. Oh, now look at that. Personally, I I always thought I had thought that originally it did remove fear effects, and then it was removed. I could be wrong on that, but I seem to recall that it used to remove fear at one point. There's a lot of warlocks who are very unhappy about the fact that this this trinket now removes fear. <laughs> I don't think it's such a big deal. You know, let me tell you something about fear. I, 
I play a warlock. I understand what you need to do to fear somebody. As a clothy, as a mage, yes, I do realize that I can ice block out of a fear. But the problem is that I can't re-ice block out of a fear unless I do a cold snap. So the warlock gets fear and fear. the same thing with priests. They can fear over and over again, whereas I have absolutely no way of getting out of it. And I, I just always thought that was terribly unfair. So I'm sorry, but I, I, that's just the way I feel about it. If- yeah, and... In, in some in some ways, I think you know it's it's kind of a yes, but also to go back to to the thing about yeah you can't you can't re you can't pop out of it again. I believe that the insignia has what a three minute cooldown. Uh, you know I don't have one on this character, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, there's there's the cooldown. See, the, it's a cooldown it is measured in minutes. Yes, and 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 the problem is that. I, I see people complaining about warlocks and battlegrounds all the time. Actually, to be honest, this is one of the reasons why I started a warlock. <laughs> because I, it was either going to be a, a warlock or a rogue. And I thought, well, I can start a warlock because it's close to a mage and I know how to play a caster. And I, I just wanted to. I was familiar with the gear and the enchants and, and all that. But I, I just always thought that it was terribly unfair to just not allow somebody to have control over even getting rid of some of the, the curses and things that a warlock puts on you. And you can essentially just walk around dotted and die without ever having a chance to even ice block sometimes. <laughs> it's happened to me. It's happened to other people. It's happened to rogues. It's happened, it's happened to everybody where you just, you're feared and you're dotted and you're dead. Right. So I... I well, what I, I don't I don't really see <laughs> what the big over. deal is because it's it's really not that difficult to refear someone, but in the yeah but it will yeah it will remove fear now but it doesn't remove charm anymore and that's good news for for warlocks who use succubus mm-hmm. in uh, because the mesmerize ability is a charm effect right so insignia of the horde will no longer get you out from under the succubus mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, so I'm not, I don't think that that's such a huge nerf. I'm, I really wouldn't worry about that, especially since they have changed some other things of how things work in PvP. The Curse of Elements and Curse of Shadow, which are the Warlock Curses, which reduce players' resistances, now have a duration of two minutes when used on PvP targets. Mm-hmm. This is much longer than they used to be. Uh, Curse of Tongues now has 12 second duration when used on PvP targets. So, you know, on the overall, you know, we get some we get some bonuses in PvP, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah cuz warlocks um, need them. Well, <laughs> one one difference is, is is for the fell hunters, which is also a popular PvP pet, the spell lock ability which uh, reduces the which is basically like a silence. The duration has been reduced to five seconds in rank one and six seconds on rank two, mm-hmm. although the cooldown has been reduced to 24 seconds. Yeah. So, you know, whether you think that's a nerf or not depends on exactly how you use the Fell Hunter. Mm-hmm. There, are, the cool thing that I'm really excited about is when you it used to be well, and it is now also until this patch goes, when you ins- use the uh, ability Enslave Demon. If you're a demonology warlock, you normally have two talents that you've chosen. One is demonic knowledge, mm-hmm. and that increases your um, 
that increases the warlock's uh, spell damage based on their your the pet's stamina and intellect. And another ability called uh, Soul Link, which basically allows you to share damage yeah, with I've with your that. with your pet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so damage which goes on to you is shared with your pet. These abilities were not available with an enslaved demon. Now, I don't use enslaved demon that often, but it, there are some occasions where it is useful, particularly in some of the instances such as uh, such as Mechanar, where you want to use a, 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 a demon's abilities against an opponent. Well, now, after this patch, demonic knowledge and soul link will be available when you have an enslaved demon. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy about those changes. Um, other than that, I really didn't see that much in the uh, in the warlock section that really, you know, bothered me all that much. There were a couple of other uh, things with pets, however, that apply to both hunter and warlock pets that are worth mentioning. Um, abilities and items that are triggered when you kill a target are also now triggered when your pet kills a target. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. I've seen Especially that for a demonology warlock. I mean, a good example is there's an there's a ability on the uh, affliction talent tree called Improved Drain Soul mm -hmm. that gives you extra mana regen if you kill a target while you're channeling the Drain Soul ability. Well, that's if you kill the target. If your pet killed the target, you don't get that ability. Mm -hmm. So now this means that when if, if you're out there soloing and your pet kills a target you'll still get the drain soul effect. When you say kills a target you mean has the last blow on a target? Yes. Okay. Because there's a and difference between you b between the pet killing the target and the pet doing all the damage to a target. Right. Yeah. That's no I'm talking about who gets credit for the killing blow. Okay. And um if you didn't Right now, the way Improved Drain Soul is working, if your pet gets the killing blow, you don't get the effect of the Improved Drain Soul. So for Demonology Warlock, who's very dependent on their pet, um, it really almost wasn't worth specking into Improved Drain Soul. Right. I might do it now. After this goes through, I might respec into that. Mm -hmm. Because it's a very useful ability. The problem is, is that my pet was getting the killing blow so often that um, I mean you can pull the pet off just before it dies but you know it gets a, a, a random cleave in there mm -hmm. and you don't get that ability but now um, your pet can your pet counts as you for that killing blow. which I always thought was the right way to do it right because it's really an extension of, of the ability of the and right. I know that there's even more of those abilities for the hunters mm -hmm. so I think this is something that's really a good change yes um, the other one that I'm very grateful for is that warlock and hunter pets will now be automatically dismissed when you summon a mount <laughs> and then when you dismount the pet will come back now th the repercussions of that for those of you that don't know is that People can find you. I mean, granted, you're on a big mount, but this thing is following you, and I, I realize that the, the pet follows you very closely, but sometimes the computer will show the pet and not you. But if you see the pet, you know that somebody's around. I, mm -hmm. I, it, 
What, what did you have to say about that? Well, <coughs> it's, it's really there's two things. First of all, on a, on, I know that one of the things that I'd complained about in an earlier episode was if you didn't do a um, a pretty much vertical takeoff and lose the pet to get your soul shard back, mm-hmm. you really might end up in a situation where you've flown a little ways and your pet has gathered all the aggro from everything that you've gone through and oh, you land yes. and suddenly you're attacked by everything. Um, so what you'd have to do is you'd have to go pretty much a vertical takeoff until you lost the pet and got your soul shard back. Mm-hmm. But the effect of this is then when you land, you've got no pet. Right. So, and it takes a little while for you to, to resummon your pet. And I can see in a PvP si- server that the effect that this has is if you're flying around and you see a warlock or a hunter flying around, <laughs> what better way to gank them than to fly after them and land and realize when they land they're not going to have a pet. Yeah. So, now this also is some protection for the hunter or the, the warlock. Because when they land, the pet's going to res- is going to respawn pretty much automatically, yeah. and I think that that's a that's a very very helpful change. By the way, Ding Twenty Two. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Um, so I'm I am I'm very happy about that change. Now there were again there were a bunch of of warrior changes. Now a lot of the changes that I've noticed for all the classes are things like you know this is. Going, changing a tooltip to more accurately reflect this particular ability, mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, a lot of the, these are not substantive changes. Two of the changes that I saw uh, that I that I, for warriors that I thought were good were uh, charge, intercept, and intervene. Now suppress all slowing effects while charging the target. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good change. I think that this is something that will um, will really be good because it's really funny to watch a slowed warrior charge. <laughs> so it sounds like when a warrior has these slowing effects on him, he'll still be able to charge, intercept, or intervene at full speed. Right. And that will be very good for them. Uh, revenge, has the ability has been modified to do substantially more damage. Thank God. <laughs> this is an ability that generates a lot of threat and it's very good for a warrior for getting his his or her aggro up and back in my warriors den series i really recommended this ability because it's a huge aggro generation for the amount of rage that you need to to do it but the reason that it's often overlooked is it does a piddly amount of extra damage so a lot of warriors tend not to use it because, you know, at level 60, it was doing something like extra 71 damage or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was really, really low. So I think that this is a big improvement because it will make it a more attractive ability for people to use. And I think that, that more, more warriors will use it more often. Um, there was a lot of changes to various items and definitely not going to go through all these because most of them are things like this will trigger correctly under this circumstances this will now uh, clip fate do the facial hair clipping properly Um, it will work correctly under these and such circumstances a lot of changes like that but there were a few other things that were worth noting 
Um, heroic difficulty instance end bosses will now always drop an epic item. <laughs> in addition, all bosses in heroic difficulty will have a chance to drop an epic gem. Yay. It is rather frustrating to go into heroic instances and have blues drop. Because yep. you kind of expect that, you know, they, they are a lot more difficult than the regular instances, and you expect that the loot is going to, to be uh, accordingly much better. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that you're pretty much guaranteed the epic items. Not that epic items are always better than blue items. Uh, there's some there's some epics that drop in Karazhan with the, the animal mini-bosses that really just, frankly, aren't that good. <laughs> but <laughs> So purple doesn't necessarily mean better, but it's, it's good to know. Um, they're adding some new Dark Moon card sets. Yeah, I saw that. Which is very nice. Uh, yeah, because frankly, the Dark Moon card... Ep now, for those who aren't familiar with Dark Moon cards, Dark Moon cards are a series of cards that are numbered Ace through Eight, mm -hmm. I believe. Yes. That you collect and turn in at the Dark Moon Fair for uh, trinkets. And they have not aged particularly well. <laughs> no, uh, they have not. They're not very good for the for what for the amount of effort required to collect them. At the time they came out, they, they were pretty uber. But they, they have not stood the test of time very well. Problem is, the cards are still dropping. You can't give the things away. No, but <laughs> I had gotten an Eight of Warlords a while back, mm -hmm. and I can't sell it to save my life. I've been vendoring them, frankly. Because oh. <laughs> you do get like a gold and a half for yeah. them, and really, it's it's hardly worth the, the effort to sell them anymore. But they're going... They, they have... They're going to be releasing four new decks called Lunacy, Storms, Furies, and Blessings. And no word yet on what those make, but we will be reporting on a future cast on these four new decks and the, the trinkets that they create. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, other than that, I didn't really see any... Oh, there's several of the... the um, there's several items that can now be sold to vendors that couldn't be sold right. to vendors. There's a bunch of them that can be disenchanted that could no could not be disenchanted before. A um, lot of various, you know, minor changes to 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 items. Did you see anything in the items? No, I, as that, a matter of really fact, what happened was I was looking at this, and after a while, because there there are one two, wait, there's one two three four. four four and a half pages of items after a while my eyes just went no this is very boring because it turned into uh this has been fixed and this has been spelled correctly and the icon for this has been fixed and you know after a while i just i just started skimming it so what i did find yeah. was that the spellfire and shadow weave tunics have been changed to robes thank you thank you thank you thank you the tunics <laughs> look awful well, I, I can't say that there's there's some of the items that they've released in Outlands which look very nice, and there's some of them that are just plain ugly. Mm -hmm. Those damn teal green with the purple oh, snakes God, on it. Oh, God, yes. Who, what colorblind developer designed those? Because they <laughs> look really, really awful. Yep. You get a whole, you, you get the, the tunic with the pants. Ugh, it's awful. Uh, yeah. And there's, yeah. <laughs> You would hope that there's some way of like hiding your pants, like you could hide your headpiece, <laughs> because running around in under well, as a female character, running around your underwear would look a lot better than those awful teal and purple pants. 
Yeah, some of them are really. Could you bad. imagine? Oh my god, what what fashion show rejects did those come from? <laughs> and um, you know, I, I, not that I expect that they will come up with unique, item, unique <laughs> um, looks for everything, but it does seem that those perp, those those teal and purple pants have been recycled several <laughs> times on several different pairs of pants. You know, there's there's also like three or four sword models that are getting kind of they're overused. getting old. This is you good. You're getting sick of looking at him after a while. This is like the what not to wear Azeroth edition. <laughs> yeah, we should this do that those, sometime. The, the, those, the, I don't know who, what their names are. My wife, I've watched the show a couple Azeroth, times. Azeroth fashion emergency. It's a fashion emergency. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna throw away these pants, and we're gonna get you some nice epic ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. Uh, so we're we're not going to go through all this stuff no. on, uh, on on items, but the next section of the patch notes has to deal with professions, mm-hmm. and this is where I think things get really interesting mm-hmm. with the patch notes. The first one is alchemy, and the alchemy changes have sparked quite a bit of controversy. They're making some pretty major changes to uh, elis- elixirs and flasks. The big one being that elixirs are now going to stack into two different categories. Battle elixirs, uh, which are considered offensive, and guardian elixirs, which are considered defensive. Mm -hmm. And you can only have one of each type of elixir up at any one time. Now, up, but you can still have multiple on you. Right? No. No. No, I knew that. You can have one offensive and one defensive but no more mm-hmm. than that on you at one time. Now, there's been various theories as to why this change was made, but the most widely held theory that I know of is that uh, large raiding guilds were complaining how much time and effort it took mm-hmm. to farm all the ingredients for all of the elixirs. And the elixirs are the most powerful of, among the most oh. powerful of the various potions sure. i complained about well, flasks them. flasks are the most are the most powerful but you can only have one type on at, at any mm-hmm. time and then you had to go into uh um black rock depths not black rock depths hello I've, it's been quite a long time since i've been in there you have to go into Blackwing lair or you have to go into scolomance in order to make these things mm-hmm. back then i don't know where, where do you have right. to go now because i'm not an alchemist anymore Oh, the, the alchemy lab? There's an alchemy lab right in Shatrath. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> right, in the, right in the lower city uh, with, the, with the birds, there's, a, there's an alchemy lab right oh, there. I wonder where so that you is. don't have to go into those anymore. Okay. Um, but this is, this is going to be a real problem from some people who really like to have multiple elixirs, like um, healing elixirs, like, for example, um, one, of my, one of my good friends, Immaculata, who is an alchemist, was talking about how she likes to have both an elixir that improves her healing and one that improves her mana regeneration mm-hmm. on at the same time. Um, although we don't know this, probably both of those are going to be considered defensive elixirs. Right. So it's very unlikely she'll be able to have both of them on at once. So, yes, it will reduce the amount of farming time because since you can only have one type of elixir on at a time, right. you'll have to choose them much more carefully. Right. 
On the other hand, why don't they just make it so some of these boss fights don't require that you need <laughs> four, five, six different elixirs on you at once? My theory with that whole thing, from being in Nax and, and all that, and, and, and this is just my opinion, I could be wrong, but the elixirs helped you get to where you wanted to be as if you were geared for that instance. Like, for example, when we first started Nax, there, there are two things. There was gear and skill. We got the skill, but we didn't have the gear. And the elixirs helped. As time went on from August till around October, we were dependent on those, those flasks. But from October to December, we used very, very few flasks after a while. Most of it because of the gear. Now, mm -hmm. I haven't done anything past Karazhan at this point, so I don't know how things have changed. So I, I really can't speak for that. But right. th that's my theory on the whole thing about flasks. So, so it will be it will be kind of interesting to see how the different um, elixirs categorize themselves and what effect this is going to have mm -hmm. on on people's choices. But I think this falls under the "be careful what you wish for" category. <laughs> you might get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> They are adding some new defensive elixirs. Oh, and elixirs will now stack to 20, which I think oh. is a a, uh, a change, which is long overdue. Long? Well, that should have been there from day one. Ten? Right. Oh, I well, remember that. I remember carrying those things around. Oof. Well, it always... it. Why do the flasks, the empty flasks, stack to 20, but the filled ones don't? It doesn't, doesn't you, you mean the vials, right? The vials, yeah, the vials, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like the vial, like if you think about it, like the physical vials, you why why is it that you could stack those to twenty, but you fill them and all of a sudden they stack to ten? That seemed ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are reducing the cost of imbued vials, which is good because they're I think they're two gold fifty for they're reducing, five. I didn't see that they're reducing the cost on that. Oh, well, that's nice. Yes, they are. Um, they're also reducing both the reagent cast costs and the potency of all flasks. Okay. So it's not going to be, they're not going to be as expensive to make, but they're not going to be as, as strong as they were. This is one I don't really understand. They said super mana potions use, will, used to require two nether bloom. Mm-hmm. And healing, super healing potions required two dreaming glory. Right. And they're just flipping it. So mana potions will t need two dreaming glory, and healing potions will require two nether bloom. Huh. Wonder Explain why. the logic of that one. Well, I, I can't say exactly why, but I just remember that certain herbs had certain properties for certain potions. Mm -hmm. And it could just be that somebody on the drawing board said, "Well, this is an accident. It was supposed to be the other way around." Like, like uh, it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent. Now, I, again, I haven't been an alchemist since December, so I, I really don't know. But I would bet you that Dreaming Glory and Nether Bloom had their own unique properties, just like Life Bloom and Bruiseweed did. So, it's very possible that they just made a mistake and they're flipping them. So this this may be almost more of a lore issue than a uh, yeah uh, yeah sure th than a practicality mm -hmm. issue. Um, enchanting had some a few changes, but I like the changes for the most part. Yeah. Enchant bracer spell power has its primal's costs reduced slightly. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Thank goodness, because that 
recipe, the primals that that required was, were really outrageous for what you got. Mm-hmm. The, the, the spell power bracer adds plus 15 spell power. And I believe it's eight motes of uh, eight primal mana that it required, mm-hmm. among other things. And that was just kind of outrageous give, given what it did. Um, enchanting recipes that increase spell damage will now also increase healing da- healing as well. Mm-hmm. This is very good news for people who do both healing and spell damage. Right, right. Because it used to be you had to choose one or mm-hmm. the other, but you couldn't do both. Right. Um, the major defense bracer enchantment has been moved from the Ethereum researchers to the Ethereum nullifiers, and I think that that's a lore question. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, they're also changing the location of the uh, major spell power plus forty major spell power recipe. It it you it right now it falls off the Razani spell thieves, mm-hmm. and they're changing it to the Banir spell thieves. And I haven't looked into that one. I'm hoping it's because there are more Banir spell thieves, because I did camp for this recipe. Thank God, it only took me forty five minutes to get mm-hmm. it. But in order to get this recipe, it's a, it's a rare drop off a five spawn of Razani spell thieves that pop in this extremely crowded, tiny little camp. <laughs> so it's a very frustrating thing to work yeah. on. Engineering changes. This is one that I think has been overdue for a long time. They're introducing 11 new epic goggles that are being introduced at the 350 level engineering skill and are available from the trainer they arrange they range from cloth to plate mm. so there will be cloth leather mail and plate goggles cool. right now all the goggles i think are cloth which didn't make them very attractive <laughs> to plate wearers so i think that this is a really really good change Um, Engineering recipes can now be placed in your engineering bags, as can the engineer-made fireworks. Mm -hmm. It always... Most of the other bags work that you can can store recipes. I know this has foxed me more than once that you buy an enchanting recipe and then you can't find it and then you realize it dropped in your Mm -hmm. enchanting bag. Um, Another overdue one, an engineering recipe to make fused wiring is going to be available in Everlook and Shatrath. Yeah, I know engineers complain about that quite a bit. Right now, the major way to get fused wiring on demand, other than the auction house, is to make advanced target dummies Mm -hmm. and then blow them up. up, And then they have a chance of of, um, dropping the fused wiring. Didn't they drop it? But that's very frustrating. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said that's going to be very frustrating to have to keep doing that. Didn't fuse wiring drop in Normagon? Yeah, it did, but it was it was a rare drop. But I mean, it's, okay. it, it was the easiest way was was to get it by by doing the the target dummies. Okay. But um, now they'll it'll it's an actual recipe, and I think that that's a really good change. Um, engineers. I, I'm, I'm mentioning this for for another reason. Engineers can now make three smoke flares instead of just one when they create them, and smoke flares now have a buy and sell price. Smoke flares are one of those things that look pretty darn useless the first time. <laughs> uh, you just drop them on the ground and they smoke, and you can make white ones and green ones. And I think there's other colors. We have found these extremely useful in instances for marking places 
for people to stand oh, or okay. to run. There's a lot of mobs that you run into in instances in Outlands where you need to run around a pillar or something or run to a safe spot to get out of a, out of a directional AOE, which can be blocked by the geography. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the end boss in Shadow Labs and one of the, uh, the uh, key bosses in Mechanar one of the ones that drops uh, apart for the key for the cage okay. near the elevator have AOEs you can get out of the way by running to a specific spot. Well when you have someone in the group who's new you can show them where to run by dropping a smoke flare mm -hmm. and just say okay this it's a great way to be able to mark an area to say okay you guys stand over by the green smoke flare mm -hmm. and now then we're going to run over to the white smoke flare. Really really handy for, for marking areas and instances. Okay. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention under under engineering was the Seaforium uh, charges now open locked chests as well as locked doors. I always thought they should be able to do the chests. Yeah, a as lock well. is a lock. Yeah, I agree. A lock is a lock. You know, um, lots of fishing changes. Yeah, these are good. I'm ones. very very happy about these. They're reducing the fishing timer from 30 to 20 seconds. And the fishing timer will no longer run through its duration without a fish biting. This is one of the problems that I had with fishing, and it made it so boring. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll get back into it. Yeah, I, I'm actually stopping fishing on my characters until the patch comes <laughs> out. Because um, it's, it's something I, I tend to fish while I'm working. Mm -hmm. Because I work at home and I've got two side-by-side -side computers, if I'm working on a particularly boring task at work, I'll often work on that and fish on the other computer. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still long and dull no matter how, how you do it. Um, fishing has been removed from both Arathi Basin and Alteric <laughs> Valley. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's very funny. Uh, that used to be something that was often a bone of contention was people would go fish instead of actually playing the instance. Um, jewel crafting, not something I know a great deal about, but I do know that all the jewel crafters I've talked to are most happy about the first one in that the jewel crafting UI has now has gems split up by color, mm -hmm. so it's easier to find gems of a specific color to create. And there's lots of very, oh, the other change that they're very excited about is that prospecting now always yields at least one gem. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, according to friends of mine, um, Immaculata and Tiberius, who are gem, who are gem uh, crafters, it's very frustrating to go through four or five um, iterations of prospecting on like adamantium ore and not get mm -hmm. anything. Oh, sure. And it's just gone, wasted. So they're very excited about that one. There's been a recipe around for quite a while called the, the uh, figurine golden hair, mm -hmm. which requires a cut citrine. Well, the problem is there is no cut citrine in the game. <laughs> oops. Uh, oops. So they're going to change that now so that it requires copper instead of cut citrine. Now, I, I asked Immaculata this morning, why didn't they just change it to citrine? And she said she thought it was because there was some concern that there were too many... Uh, jewel crafting recipes already required citrine, so uh, they they just made it for copper instead. Hmm. Okay. Um, leather working. There's been some some um, various recipe changes. The 
uh, not hide armor kits now require less leather to make and give a skill give uh, skill increases for longer. And having done some skill ups in leather working, I can say that armor kits are often a very popular thing to skill up on. So I'm sure that's very good news for the um, for all of the um, leather workers. Now I know that the, with tailoring there was some change that you were very excited about. I can't put my <laughs> finger mm, what on it. What could it be? Could it be could it that be? I can now change my tailoring spec? Yay. There was a very long thread about it on the it was on the professions board. Yes, I was I was going to say mm -hmm. the other one, the cu uh, customer service one or the suggestions, I don't remember. But yeah, it was the professions board. And there are th if you have a very long thread on the wow boards, you can only go up to was it 500 posts before you can put so. yeah so there were three of these threads that's how badly people wanted this and i think that when our last cast came out it was only through either three quarters of the first thread or maybe it was part of another one or the second thread or something like that so there's so many people that were complaining about this and I, I just couldn't fathom why they didn't put this in the game the what was worse is that on the american wow forums a blue never responded but on the hmm. european ones they did and they said you know or something vague like look for a change or, or something like that and so that was all anybody had to go by well finally <laughs> the response was, well, here here it is, and we're going to put it in the game in the patch notes. Now, I'm sure that somebody knew about this at some point. I don't know why they didn't just say, this is coming in 2.1. Even like the day before they were going to put this in, they must have known about it. So, well, they had they, to. They had, somebody somebody had to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you don't just snap your fingers and engineer <laughs> a bunch of code to do what you want to do. I mean, you know, coding isn't <laughs> magic. So somebody had to have you know, designed this whole system and put it into place. Mm -hmm. Very, very funny. So, anyway, my point is that this is finally coming into the game, and I'm very happy about it. And what I have been doing in the meantime was I started making a spell cloth. Uh, yeah, it's spell cloth. Uh, no, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember because I just don't do this very often. Let me see. Now I just logged on to my mage, so let me just, it's, it's yeah, spell cloth. Hello. I know what I'm talking about. Shadow cloth, now because I am specced in shadow, when I make shadow cloth, I make two at a time. With spell cloth, I can only make one at a time. Now the problem is that one way or the other, I was thinking about this, I'm thinking like I'm wasting a primal shadow and a primal fire every single time that I make shadow cloth if I'm going to go fire. And then I'm wasting a primal mana and a primal fire on one when I can make two. But the, the fact is that I just never know. I could flip at any moment. I could flip tomorrow mm -hmm. or something like that. And so I've, I've been spending the, the primals on making the spell cloth even though I'm frost today because it could be, I could be fire tomorrow. I could, mm -hmm. I could just wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, I'm going to try fire damage and see what happens. So at least I'll be able to have the, uh, the materials in, that I wanted to do. Now the thing is that there's a four-day cooldown on this stuff. At this point, I only have my shoulders. I have the pattern to make the shadow cloth boots, 
The problem is that it, it, it takes eight shadow cloth. I just made my second pair of shadow cloth last night. That was Friday night around 1130. No, it was this morning at 1.30. So you figure Saturday morning, 1.30 Eastern. So it's going to be another four days before I can make my next two shadow cloths and my next single spell cloth. So that means essentially it's going to be one o'clock in the morning, a week from tomorrow, that I'm going to have my boots unless I buy the stuff on the AH. The problem is that the AH, uh, according to Auctioneer, oh, this is ridiculous. This is how much this costs. They're 56G <laughs> each. Each mm -hmm. spell cloth, uh, shadow cloth, rather. So it's going to be quite a while before I can make my robes. And, and here's the other thing. People have been waiting to make their shadow weave chest piece because right now it's a tunic and people hate them. So right. now I have to wait to make my robes. I'd rather have the robes. So I have to wait for that also. It's a mess. Oh, and the other thing, another point to this whole thing is that I can't, well, I would rather not switch until I've made all the pieces that I can for my specialization. So that way I can sort of flip the switch and pay the money to change my specialization. And then I don't have to worry about switching it again, and, and, and I can get the two shadow cloth before I switch over to fire. It, it's, it's just a bunch of semantics with this whole thing, and I really wish that the cooldown was not so long. I do have the money to buy the stuff, and then I can sort of put the stuff on the AH as time goes on and make the money back over time. But at this point, because I'm saving for my epic mount, I have 1329G, I'm still quite a ways from the 5K, so I'd, I'd rather not put any money into something that's, you know, that could change in any minute. So that's my big rampant now in, yay. <laughs> in the upcoming patch, they did announce that profession recipes that had a 24-hour long cooldown have had their cooldowns reduced by one hour. Yeah, one hour. Whoopee. Yeah. That's one really hour. Makes a big okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. We're waiting four days. You know. <laughs> to be able to, to get a new version of, to, to redo your tailoring in one whole hour. Mm. Right. Now, there's there were a lot of other additional profession changes. There were two that I, that I wanted to mention. Um, one was that gathering skills no longer fail when you've reached the maximum skill possible. Mm -hmm. This is good. Well, it's good. Being a 375... Uh, 375... Uh, herbalist mm -hmm. say and failing to pick a flower it's, it's kind of hard on your ego. <laughs> i remember back in everquest uh sony actually had some odd reason where they say well you know you could be perfect at something but still screw up guys no sony was so dead wrong on that the the saying that you could still fail when you've maxed out your profession it was just so like one out of a thousand could still fail i'm thinking to myself i no no it's just wrong well, in I mean, yes, they're right. Y you can't be perfect every single time. But, you know, why, why even bother playing yeah. on the game mechanics? It's just frustrating. Um, there were two that were, there were two of these were actually kind of far apart from one another in the notes. But if you read them together, this is actually something I don't think is good. It says, monsters will now attack players who are mining mineral nodes near yeah. to them, even if they didn't notice them previously. Yeah. And then the location of many of the mineral 
mineral nodes and outlands have been adjusted both to put them in locations that are more traveled and to make them more likely to be near creatures. What this does, in my opinion, is it increases the chance of getting ninja mined. Well, um, ninja mining is when you have some, you know, you're, you're going to go, you're going to go mine something, and then you get attacked, and while you're attacking it, someone lands right behind you and starts mining uh, what you were mining before you got aggro. I've I've heard it's a lot just of complaints ninja mining about easier. this. Well, yeah. This happens a lot. Mm -hmm. This happens a lot, and you know, right now, I I I suppose it's realistic that you know you land near something, and it's not quite in aggro range, but then all of a sudden the the sound of the mine attracts them somehow and they come attack you. I suppose it's realistic. As I said, it's going to lead to more ninja mining. Trust yeah, me. Well, mining is hard enough as it is. Right. Why do you Why do you have to make it yeah, that much? Yeah, why make it that much harder? The mobs don't care. What, what do mobs care? Arr, 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 there's farming copper. Arr, arr. No, no, they don't care. Well, I don't think they care about that. I think what I'm saying it's attracting their attention. Uh, or then whatever. you know what? Then then put here. No, seriously, put something in a game to take a piece of meat and throw it in the other direction. Right. I mean, it's right. Th you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, right. Distract them. Put something in the game that mm -hmm. that everybody can use, not just rogues, to distract the mobs. Seems fair right. enough. Mm-hmm. Well, in the next section, there were several things about various quests. Not going to go through every single oh, one no, of those. The only thing many. I'm going to mention is the first item, which is you can now interact with wanted posters when mounted. <laughs> Thank you. Why could you not do this before? I mean, is this saying if you're mounted, you suddenly forget how to read? <laughs> <laughs> I can't read that. I'm on my horse. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the, yeah. Um, reputation. Players will experience diminished gains in reputation from killing outdoor mobs while in raids larger than yeah, five that players. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, again, some other things about some new titles. Justicar and Conqueror available for Alliance and Horde players who are exalted with Alteric Valley, Arathi Basin, and Warsong Now, Beach. I and saw that, and I do remember a blue saying that they were going to start looking into the possibility of giving people titles for certain... Uh, certain things and I, I guess mm -hmm. this is the start of that so that, right. that's nice because so, I like that first off they took away the titles that you can get from Battlegrounds so you know mm -hmm. why not allow people to get them back somehow I mean I've been Battlegrounds so darn much that I would really like to have you know like a knight or, or something like that but no I can't because I came onto the server in December and didn't do Battlegrounds until like March and you know so of course titles were gone by then what I'd like to see is titles for things other than just PvP rewards. Oh, sure. Oh, no, they were talking about things like um, cooking or tailoring or, or such. So, yeah. Right. I totally agree that, I mean, you, you put so much work. And plus, how can you advertise yourself as anything? You can't. You can't advertise right. yourself as a tailor in this game at all. Or a master enchanter. Or a master enchanter. In EverQuest, in EverQuest 2, you can advertise yourself as one by just popping up your title. And people would know. Ex yeah, EverQuest One, you uh, can do that that's too. That's true. That's true. EverQuest One, you can do that also. And so I just mm -hmm. think that the, the problem that I have with with World of Warcraft, as good as of a game as it is, the problem is that it's just there's just very little as far as 
Blizzard is concerned with doing anything outside of killing stuff and getting loot. If like mm-hmm. I, the game could be much more social, it could have much more social interaction if you gave the tools to people to interact socially. Right. Like, Oh, I need a mage. I'm not a mage. I'm sorry. I need a tailor. I need an enchanter. And rather than waiting for somebody to spam 350 enchanter LFW, 350 enchanter LFW in the trade channel over and over and over again, why not just pop up an LFW tag just like in EverQuest 2? Mm-hmm. You pop up your LFW tag looking for work, and then people would say, oh, well, this guy, I need something made. This guy's bored. He needs some work, and, and work it out that way. These are things right. that should have been in the game so long ago. So, so maybe we're starting to see that being introduced in some small way. But again, let's let's have something other than just PvP. Yes, I here. totally agree. Um, dungeons and raids. There's one. Two, yeah, we're not going to go into those. Four, five, six page, six, seven pages we're of not stuff going here. Into these. Um, well, there's there is one thing that I want to mention, and that's change to cleave. Mobs that cleave will no longer be able to cleave things behind them, <laughs> which they shouldn't have been able to do in and the first in, place. They shouldn't have been able to do that in the first place. It doesn't make any sense. They're going to be able to cleave in an arc of 135 degrees behind, uh, in front yeah, of that them. Makes sense. So they're not going to be able to cleave things that are right out to the sides of them or behind them anymore. This is good news for all of you cat druids and all of you rogues who don't want to be in front of mm-hmm. the monster anyway. Um, also, creatures will no longer be able to perform sweeping strikes. Sweeping Strikes is a, is a warrior ability that allows him to hit up to five targets. So this is good news also. But there's a lot of changes to individual dungeons and um, individual mobs in dungeons and mob types. And just go t- and look at the patch notes if you're interested in changes yeah. to individual dungeons. User interface. Some some really nice I have so here. many highlighted items for user interface alone. <laughs> uh, I have quite you, a few you, too. I'll Why don't start you, because you you've done you quite a few. So let me let me go through some of these. Using abilities mm-hmm. and casting spells that cannot be used while mounted will now auto dismount players as needed. This can be disabled. Thank God for this because I, now <laughs> granted I laid out my keyboard so that I can dismount and shoot right afterwards. But I would like the ability to be able to automatically shoot something. Let's put now I I. I personally don't like stealing things from other people, but I would, if there's a horde, I would like the opportunity of either, to, of either well, either that, or, <laughs> or just grab something from them. I like this because it was an extra step that I, didn't, that I, I really didn't care for. Players who feign death no longer appear dead to party and raid members, and friendly spells will not be interrupted. Why is this two and a half years so late? Sending item Mm -hmm. links with invalid enchantments will disconnect you. What is an invalid enchantment? I'm not sure. I I wasn't sure about that one either. They do have a thing where if you try to send a faked link, it will disconnect you. And that was was to keep people from spamming crap in the channels. I'm not sure what the invalid enchantments are. Wasn't there also something that if you tried to link an item that hadn't been discovered on the server yet, it would disconnect you? Yes. Okay. That was also in there too. Profession you want... There were a couple... Oh, there were a couple highlighted above that that I wanted to point out. Um, 
Spells that have reagent costs will show the number oh. of uses left in the lower mm -hmm. right corner of the action icon, just like consumable items on the action Yay. bar. Very good for those of us who routinely forget to buy reagents. <laughs> um, because we don't look in our bags and we're lazy. Um, holding down the shift key while mousing over an equipable item that you use will now show you the tooltip for the item you currently have equipped in that slot, just like they do with the auction house. This is very good. It will show you a comparison. Like you get a quest item, you mouse over it in your bag. It's a hat. It will show your your hat in a tooltip next to this this hat that you've just moused over. So you can look at them side mm -hmm. by side. The other one I really like is the network performance meter will now show the frame rate and how much memory your add-ons are using. Thank you very much. <laughs> right now, there's no way to tell easily how much memory your add-ons mm -hmm. are using. And if you're like me and you use major buttloads of add-ons, you're only guessing how much memory you should be allocating right. for right. them. And you may be guessing way too little or way too much. This will tell you how much you're really using. And what I intend to do is to have a character where I've turned on every single one of my add-ons, see how much I'm using, and have that be my allocation. Because I don't have any character where I have every mm -hmm. add-on turned on. But I want to make sure right. I've got enough. So thank <laughs> you for that one. Anyway, moving Profession on. Profession UI now has a search field. Yay. Thank you. Just, you know, just sometimes scrolling, you miss something. All right. Profession UI... That's right. Yeah, Profession UI now has a checkbox that allows you to search by only items that you have the materials to make. Yay. Well, they made this change a long time ago to, actually it was the last mm -hmm. patch, to the Enchanting UI. The Enchanting UI already has right. this, where you can just click on, you know, only show me recipes for materials I have. And I've been dying for this thing in, in my in tailoring, my tailoring yeah. in my, and all my other ones. Just to go back to the profession UI one, you can you can do a couple of things. You can search by um, items that are ingredients, like you can search for peace bloom or nether weave, and it will only show you recipes that have that use that item. Or you can also do things like type in 20 to 30 to see all of your level 20 to 30 mm -hmm. recipes. I like this one because. The other day I was searching for a tailoring recipe for my mage who had just turned 44 and I had to kind of scroll around to see what uh, what recipes would be good for someone who was level right. 44. Now I'll be able to check <laughs> very quickly. Gems are now searchable in the auction house. Yay! Thank you! Thank you. Finally. When items are being put up for sale in the auction house, if the item you're putting up for bid is the same item and quantity as the previous item you put up for bid, it will automatically fill in the price and buy out for you with the previous price. Again, what took this so long? Auctioneers have been doing this uh, yeah. for ages. This is, this is them taking a cue from a very popular, um, from a very popular mm -hmm. add-on. I don't think it'll replace auctioneer, but I think for a lot of people who are not, <coughs> who just wanted it for that functionality, they may stop using auctioneer right. if if the UI will do this. Or, or maybe, or just take that part out of auctioneer simply because auctioneer does so much more. I wouldn't take out auctioneer just for that, but, but no. uh, maybe they could take that functionality out of auctioneer to make the footprint of auctioneer a little smaller. That would that work. would be nice. The auction house now has a reset button. Did I not mention that a, a show or two ago where I wanted that? <laughs> I, I've been again two years. I've been wanting this. 
Casting beneficial okay. spells while using the overseer disguise will now drop the disguise. Um, uh, you know, I'm iffy about this. I can probably see their point. You'd want to put on your beneficial spells beforehand, but I just don't understand the mechanics behind just because you put on a, a beneficial spell that it gets rid of your disguise. I'm, I'm just not really seeing the logic there. Maybe overseers can't cast beneficial spells. Uh, maybe. So it automatically or, give you away. something. <laughs> they must have some reason for this, but I really I just don't know it. And they have some user interface scripting changes, which are nice. There's some really nice scripting changes in here. Uh, it's just a couple other things I wanted to mention. Hunters now have a UI option, auto attack, auto shot, that if turned off means the hunter will not automatically switch between ranged attack and melee attack difficulty when the range changes. Thank <laughs> you. I was really confused by this because right now how it's working is <clears throat> if you go into auto shot and you're shooting something and then it comes into melee mm -hmm. range, you'll automatically switch to fighting them with melee weapons. And this is not how I was brought up <laughs> as, a, as a hunter. So what would happen is, is it would come into range and I'd hit auto attack, which would be turning off my melee yeah. attack. So I never got used to this, so I will probably turn this off because I am used to doing it manually. So I'm glad now they give you the option to turn that off because for me that was not a that was not a good thing. It, it, I found it really mm -hmm. confusing. Um, the other one is the status bar text option in the interface option UI that displays the numerical value on your own health and mana bars is now available for all party members health and mana bars in addition yeah. to your own if good. you choose that. Mm -hmm. Which is I think would be helpful for some for, for some healers to have that numerical value. Um, was that it for user yeah, interface? Yeah, that's all I had for that. Okay. And some changes. The last thing we're going to talk about is some changes to the world mm -hmm. environment, which are, are pretty, some of these are pretty simple. Uh, they're going to be adding two new graveyards in Blades Man, Edge Mountains. Man, did that zone need more graveyards. Yeah, it's a big zone, and it's, you know, I'm very glad that they're doing that. Um... Motes of mana. Several water-themed creatures were dropping motes of mana, and they will now drop motes of water. Thank you. That was confusing. Um, and they're adding a bunch of new flight paths. Yeah, which I really like because there are a couple that were needed, and there are some paths that need to be straightened out. So thank you. Yes. Mostly what it's doing is it's making some of the paths a little more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, some of these are in are include a... Um, Flight path from Fellwood to Emerald Sanctuary. Flight path to Emerald mm -hmm. Sanctuary in Fellwood. Thank you, because the, the flight path, for this is for both Alliance and Horde. The flight path they have for Horde is very inconvenient. <laughs> the, um, for the Alliance. I, I mean, I was, I was just in Fellwood yesterday helping a friend of mine. I'm just saying how much I hate Fellwood because it's always go to the north and go to the south and go to the north and go to the south. It was just such a pain in the neck to run that, that zone. Because, it, it, I mean, it takes right. like six minutes just to go from top to bottom. And they're adding a, a flight path in Ashenvale, a, a forest song for the Alliance. Yay. The new little flight paths that they're adding, and these are just kind of straightened out ones, are Stormwind to Thorium Point, Gromgol Base Camp to Flamecrest, Ratchet to Gadgetsan, Astronar, and Brackenwall Village, 
Brackenwall Village to Ratchet Camp Tarjo and Freewind Thunderbluff to Zormgar, Evergrove to Toshley Station, and Honorhold to Shatrath. Nice. Thank you. Thank so you. Those are, so they're just making them shorter and more efficient. They're also adding in a mailbox to Evergrove in Blade's Edge. Thank you very much. That's one near one of my mm -hmm. favorite um, favorite uh, moat of, of fire camping <laughs> spots. And um, they have added a forage and anvil to, to Cosmo Wrench in Netherstorm, yeah. and I'm glad of that one, too. A uh, bunch of, there's a couple Mac things, bunch of bug fixes. We're not going to go through those. But that is the public <laughs> test realm patch notes, and we only covered a fraction wait, wait, of I them. Wait, wait, I want everybody to hear this. <laughs> there. <laughs> Tearing God, those up. Pages. They're huge. Right. Yeah, that's it. They're done. Well, well, the other big news is, despite the fact that they said they weren't going to do one this year, Blizzard has announced that they are going to have BlizzCon. which means probably an expansion announcement. Yes. It's good news because that's what they tend to use them for. The dates of BlizzCon are August 3rd and 4th, I believe, at the Anaheim Convention Center in mm -hmm. California. The address uh, online to find out. They just have an announcement about it right now, which is uh, at... BlizzCon.com, just a press release. They have not uh, opened ticket sales. They have not given any information about hotels or travel or anything like that. Just a basic announcement. And uh, although I said on the forums that I was not going to be able to go to it, it looks like uh, I will be going. For both days? At least okay. for a day. Well, hopefully for both days, at least for one day. Uh, we'll we'll have to see about that, but uh, I've actually already booked my hotel room, so <laughs> I, I don't believe in waiting I around for yet, these things. Um, I'm still. I I just want to see if they have any deals or or anything like that, so I'm just gonna wait for now. Well, I figure I can ma if I make my hotel reservation, um, I can always can I can always mm -hmm. cancel it because I mean it's months in advance right now. Uh, they don't have any cancellation fees as long as you cancel within. Uh, if, unless you cancel within 24 hours, uh, it doesn't cost anything. Right. So I went ahead and made my reservations and figured I can always cancel them if I need to. But I don't want to be in the situation where the only the, the reservations fill up so fast that the only reservation that I can get is you know 40 minutes away. Um, so and I know the Anaheim area pretty well. I don't want to have to walk anywhere in that area <laughs> if I if I can possibly help it. So, uh, so you will be I'll going. I'll be going, as well. and, mm -hmm. and I was hoping that I can set some stuff up there, but no, I'm I'm not sure how that's going to go. We'll we'll see what happens as we get closer and closer to August. But it will be it'll be kind of fun because I'm going to bring my computer, and hopefully we'll be able to do some recording on the mm -hmm. spot there, and uh, we'll be able to report on all the doings going on at uh, okay. at BlizzCon. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, another um, uh, just one thing. The, uh, the the World of Warcraft Dark Portal CCG game is out, and uh, I, you know this is just silly, but I I went and I got the rest and relaxation card, and it. Wait, I have this thing. Hold on, I've got it on my mage right here. So you click the thing, and it creates a little. 
umbrella and a grill and a picnic basket. <laughs> this thing is hilarious. I, look, I know there are people out there that love pets. Pets are useless. Pets, look, I, granted, I've got my Netherwing pet for my collector's edition, blah, blah, blah. But the, this has got to be one of the funniest, most unique things I've seen in an MMO so far. I love this thing. So I, I went and I ordered the card online, and I love it. it this is more of a fun thing to have than I think, you know, being in an ogre suit or anything else that the game has offered people so far. Except Murky. Murky is number one. This is definitely number two. I'm really liking this thing. It's called Rest and Relaxation. I, I see you on the other computer right now, just looking it up. <laughs> looking it up? Heck, I'm putting a bit on one. <laughs> I just think that's the, one of the funniest things I've seen. I love it. In a while. And then what happens is uh, you click the grill and it creates food of questionable nutritional value. <laughs> well, that's how most grilled yeah, food is. It's true. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention briefly in the news section was um, I found a series of leveling guides online. Actually, I did not find them. I was directed to them uh, by my friend Zaid and uh, uh, Theala in my guild. Um, the problem that I've had with most WoW leveling, guild, uh, leveling guides, frankly, is that they're associated with gold farmers and they usually cost something like nineteen ninety-five yep. to tell you all the secrets. And um, the ones that I have seen from other people I know who've ordered them, because I've never ordered them, I'm not going to waste my money on it, they're pretty well useless. Yeah. These are some free guides. They're available at www.wow.com wow pro that's wow dash pro dot com and they have leveling guides for um, up through level 70 and these are very very good in fact I am following the horde leveling guide just for fun with mm -hmm. my paladin and he follows a uh, the leveling strategy which I like to use which is quest stacking where he has really found a very streamlined way of going to an area and doing all of the quests and he has level by level where you go he varies the different places that you go it's a minimum of grinding and it seems to be a very efficient way of leveling and especially for someone who's new to the game who isn't familiar with with the different areas um, it's a great guide to to follow to, to level very efficiently and to see a lot of different places the other thing that he's done is he has done a really nice job of identifying quests which are very frustrating and difficult and don't seem to lead anywhere and the rewards aren't very good so they're kind of a waste of time mm -hmm. to do now everyone can who's played for a while can identify these quests but especially for players who might be new um, it's a good way of knowing some idea of what quests to avoid and there are guides for this for both the Alliance and the Horde. I'm, I've only really looked at the, I've only really used the Horde ones, but I looked at the Alliance ones, and those look really good too. So um, for anyone who's new to the game or leveling an alt and just wants to give it a try, uh, they are free, and as I said, they are available at uh, wow-pro.com. Cool. It's good. Free is good. And also I good. don't like we the like fact free. that you had to pay for some of these things without knowing what was in them. Exactly. And uh, a lot, you know, you could get something that was really good or you get something that was really, really just right. total crap. And there was mm -hmm. no way to tell. Now, there was one other thing that I wanted to sort of mention. I've been doing a lot of farming lately. 
this is just a quick thing, the statement that I want to make. Find a farming buddy. <laughs> and it sounds really silly, <laughs> but just someone that you can just sit and, and just talk to vent with. Talk on bleh, talk on vent with. Because it just makes life so much easier, especially when you've, you've got to farm a whole bunch of junk like moats or something. Just find a farming buddy. That's it. That's all I'm yes, going to say that, about that. That's all I wanted to tell people. Find a farming buddy because it makes... It really does yeah. help because farming is deadly oh, dull. Is. And I am very grateful for my, my guild uh, vent server. And I'll go on there and it just mm -hmm. helps keep me sane. What I did was I created... Well, I, I've got my own vent server now. And I, I just invite people out. Well, we got to farm stuff. And it's just nice to just talk to people about anything, not just the game. Actually, like I said, the game is like in the background. And, oh, I found one. Oh, I found one. But you're talking in the meantime. Another thing that I wanted to mention, right. as I said before in a previous cat, I think I said, it, or maybe I just mentioned it on the website, is that CompUSA is closing in my area, all of them. So they have Burning Crusade. Now, one store in my area has it for $14.99. Another store in my area has it for $19.99. So if there's a CompUSA around you and you haven't gotten Burning Crusade yet, then just take a ride over there and see if they have them because the two stores in my area had stacks of them. So, hmm. Well, the CompUSA in my area is not closing, so uh, it doesn't seem to have any of these great specials. So it may, you know, your your mileage may vary. It may depend on whether the, the right. CompUSA in your area is closing. But they're closing something like 100 stores. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. So I was it, just looking through some of the stuff that was on the shelves, and there are things that they have there that you'll never find at Best Buy. Like, for example, I was, mm -hmm. I've always complained about how much space the audio takes up on on the archives for the podcast so i thought well maybe it would be a good idea to get like like a blu-ray disc burner or an hd dvd disc burner or something like that and they have them at, at comp usa and this i have yet to see what at best buy or, or any other store in the right, area well, because comp usa always carried like little niche products and that's what i liked about them well the one thing i will say about at least our local comp usa is that they're very good at having things for people who are interested in building mm -hmm. their own machines. They have cases, they've mm -hmm. got fans, they've got motherboards. But I was never real impressed with <laughs> the sales staff wow. at my local Comp USA. They didn't seem to, you know, it was, you know, you'd, you'd ask them what's the difference between this this machine and this machine, and they'd kind of look at you and say, well, this one has a black case. <laughs> you know, that was about as as good as they could do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people complain about Best Buy, but actually, the Best Buy in my area has some of the most knowledgeable. Uh, techs in the area. Uh, we, I'm very lucky to have a very good Best well, Buy nearby. You're lucky. But they don't sell anything. But they don't sell anything like um, cases and motherboards. Yeah. That See, that thing. that's the problem that I'm going to have because, like, my computer right now is in really good shape. There, there's a CPU fan, not not the main CPU, but there's another fan that's dying. Oh, it's, here's a good point. There's a fan that's dying. So where do you go? Maybe you'll find it at Best Buy. Maybe you'll find it at a mom and pop store. You're guaranteed to. I have yet to walk into a CompUSA for something specific, an oddball, and walk and not walk out of there with it. And, and that's why I'm going to mm -hmm. miss that store a lot. Right. Well, I do have a mod of the cast. And it's sort of a follow-up to the last mod, to the mod of the cast. I'm not sure if I did it last week or the week before. Spam. I did one on Spam right. Sentry. 
This is another alternative for people who are tired of all the spamming. It's called STFU. <laughs> we won't go into it. Um, if you don't know what that stands for, go to Wikipedia. They'll don't tell ask you. your parents. Um, <laughs> don't ask your parents what that stands for. But instead of what the main thing that spam sentry does is, is it allows you to do one click reporting mm -hmm. of characters and this is very and, and it also more or less blocks out the message what you get is something like so and so whispers you click here to see right. the message click here to report them and so I've been using spam sentry for quite a while but to be honest I was getting sick of reporting people all the time I mean I do this three four five times mm -hmm. a night sometimes and it just gets in if you don't report them then you got to clear the report list and it's a it's a very good mod I, I like spam sentry I was just getting a little tired of it so I decided to try this and what STFU does is it allows you to block out any users below a certain level it, it will refuse um, whispers it will refuse um, things in different types of, of chat text from anyone who falls below a, a specific level, right? And right now I've got mine set to level five. So if someone who is level five or below whispers me, they will get a message, uh, something to the effect of, "You're too. I'm not not accepting tells from characters below a certain level," and it puts spam for for spam prote protection reasons. Um, now the one reason I might remove this is, is I do get uh, listeners to the cast who will occasionally pop onto Whisperwind just to chat and say hi and to um, and to say you know I like you know I like the show or give me a suggestion or you know tell me where I was wrong or something like that. And nobody's told me that I'm mispronouncing anything in a while. And I'm very happy <laughs> about that. Thank you very much. But the only re that so I might remove it for that reason. So if any of you have recently popped onto Whisperwind and tried to whisper any of my characters and you get this whisper in return, I'm sorry. Just email me. I'll I'll get your message there. But um, the thing that it does is it makes all of those all that gold spam totally invisible to me. Now the other thing it will do is it will not block whispers from people who are on your friends list or or, or who are in your guild. So if you have a low-level person in your guild mm -hmm. who whispers you, that'll okay. still get through. But anyone who is below a certain level. The other thing it will do is it will block repeating messages. So if someone's yelling something over and over and over and over and over in, um, in, in one of the cities, or they're whispering the same thing to you over and over and over, it will block oh, them too. God, I couldn't stand that. So, so for someone who wants to have this, this sort of thing blocked... But isn't interested in the reporting functions. Uh, STFU <laughs> is a nice is a nice uh, <laughs> mod for that. I found it it's very easy to configure. It doesn't have a graphic interface, but um, but the the tool tips are all very clear, and I found it very easy to configure cool. and use. So that's mm -hmm. it for this week. If you'd like to get a hold of us, my email is starman at worldofwarcast.com, and Renata is, is Renata at worldofwarcast.com. Again, I'm sorry if you got my spam protection <laughs> message, but email me. It's it's more reliable anyway. Our web address is www.worldofwarcast.com. Please register for our forums. Leave us leave us some feedback. Our forums have been a lot busier than than uh, than usual lately, and uh, that's great. I really enjoy going there and participating in discussion. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 
We're both tired. Yeah, well, this is, I think this is um, one of the longest ones we've done in a while. Right. You can also uh, go by iTunes and leave us a review. We're up uh, over 230 reviews wow. right now, uh, which is great. Uh, keep leaving those reviews. We do read them and uh, really appreciate those who have taken the time to do so. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can leave a message on Skype. Our voicemail address is World of Warcast, one word. So thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.